I've traveled a lot in my life. I grew up an army brat. We moved to a new city, a new, uh, really a town every two to three years. Our favorite place to be stationed was in Germany. Even though my sister and I were young, I think I was about five when we moved there. My sister was two, but we went to many castles and museums and we had German babysitters. We moved back to the States and we continued to travel a lot. My parents just loved to travel. My sister and I would spend every summer in Colorado with our extended family, and eventually in high school, it became California. My parents moved to the South when I graduated from high school. A year later, I joined them. We did lots of day trips there. I was in college. I'm a huge fan of traveling. I love to be exposed to and immersed in different cultures and the history that each place has, whether it's here in the United States or abroad. With food restrictions, this can become quite tricky. When I went to a very small town in Ohio, there was one place that I could dine out. When I went to New Orleans, despite going to a restaurant with extremely good reviews for being celiac friendly, I was glutened. Nashville was actually pretty easy. Today, I'm going to share with you my five tips for traveling with food restrictions so that you can have the best time and hopefully not get sick while you're there. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook, Let's dive in. I know that I'm not the only one who loves to travel. But even if you don't, usually there will come a time when you have to go outside of your home, whether it's to a restaurant or a party, or you do end up having to travel somewhere for hopefully celebratory reasons like weddings, um, but sometimes we have to travel for funerals, like Eventually, we're going to have to get outside of our bubble and we need to know what to do when that happens. Following a therapeutic diet or lifestyle due to your autoimmune disease or chronic illness adds a whole complicated layer to traveling, but it's not impossible. Even when you're going to small town BFE, when the time comes, you deserve to feel good the entire trip and also not be stuck in the bathroom or in bed or starving. You should be enjoying yourself. Here are my five tips to help make sure that happens. So grab your notebook. Let's get started. Number one, have copies of your can-eat list printed and accessible. All of my clients in person or via my diet meal plans will get a can-eat list. Knowing what you can eat is so much more helpful than knowing what you can't. When you know what you can eat, you can look at a menu and quickly pick out your options. Then once the waiter comes, you can ask about the accommodations that they can make for you, like a a dedicated gluten-free fryer 
or if their beans have butter in them uh, for a couple of examples. This also allows others you are traveling with to help find food and restaurant options for you. Number two, pack snacks and bars that you can eat. Do not get caught without backup food. I've done this way too many times and I'm speaking from experience. I don't do good when I'm hungry. Uh, One time I was with friends and we went to California and I warned them that I was hungry and they kind of blew me off and about, it must have been two to three hours later, I was absolutely starving. So we go to a grocery store and by the time we get in there, I burst into tears because I just I couldn't even figure out what I wanted to eat. I was just so hungry. I didn't know what to do. This legitimately happened. Okay. So it's just not it's just not pretty. I'm a hot mess and I know I'm not the only one. So be sure to pack some, you know, stable food that you can keep in your purse or in, you know, a bag, your backpack or whatever that you're traveling with that you know that you can eat. Um, There also comes a point when maybe you cannot find a restaurant option. Like there's nowhere that you can eat there and you're stuck. You need to make sure that you have something to sustain you until you can get to a solid meal. A few of my favorites to pack are freeze-dried fruit, seed crackers, bars, and jerky. I feel like I can shove those in my purse. I don't have to worry about them getting, you know, smushed or whatever. And it's something that I can eat in a pinch. Number three, get a hotel room with a fridge and a microwave or make sure you have an Airbnb or accommodations with a kitchen. Seriously, this is a non-negotiable for traveling. I have to have a way to store food and heat it up. Like it's just that's how I survive. And I understand that hotels that have this accommodation can be more expensive, but it is so worth it when you are traveling with food restrictions. You Nobody wants to eat out of desperation and end up bloated and gassy and in pain and stuck on the toilet and not being able to actually enjoy your experience. So it is worth it to make sure you have store, food storage and a way to heat it in the place that you're staying. It's just, it's a must. Number four, buy food when you arrive. Going back to small town Ohio, when I knew that I wasn't going to have a lot of options, I made sure I found out where the grocery store was and I actually looked for a health food store so that when I got there, I could stop there and stock up on food that I could eat before I got to my destination. I had already picked out the recipes that had ingredients that most stores would have, like vegetables, protein, and fruits, and then add in things like microwave white rice and things like that. So I didn't have to stress about dining out because I could eat in the house that we were staying at. And then I was able to just enjoy the company and, you know, plan events around meals, right? This strategy also saves a ton of money because eating out is really expensive, especially if you have to go with the gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free options without cilantro and da-da-da-da, right? So, you know, just buying food and having a way to heat it up and store it, it, it's just, it's essential for me. And then number five, last but not least, 
find those special diet-friendly restaurants before you go. I'm a big fan of trying local cuisine. Like, if I'm going to go somewhere, I want to, like I said, get immersed in the culture, right? And, you know, southern food is very different from Tex-Mex. And then you have, like, northeastern food, which is nothing like southern food. And then you have, like, along the coast with all the seafood, and it's all different. There are some great apps that you can download out there that help you navigate traveling and accommodating a special diet. And like people can, will go there and they'll rate them with stars and the, it'll show like the menu of the restaurant and all these things. So it's really helpful. Most big cities will have several options. And then you can always call higher end restaurants in the area and talk to the chef and see if they are willing and able to accommodate your needs. They are well-versed in, in accommodating like gluten-free, dairy-free. They know what's in their food. So before you go, look ahead, see what's in the area, make a couple of phone calls, and it just makes the whole experience of your trip so much better. And the great thing is, is if you're going with like a group of people, you already have options saying, hey, I already know I can eat at all of these places. Do any of these sound, which of these, not any of these, <laughs> words matter, which of these sound best to you? Which ones would you like to try, right? So you do the hard work, especially in a group, and then say, hey, I know I can eat here. Then people can, they can look at the menus and they can decide if that's, you know, what they would want to eat before they go. And it just makes it a better experience for everybody. You don't feel like you're, like the bummer in the group and you also aren't starving so then you're in a good mood and everybody just enjoys themselves right travel should be fun and not stressful and making sure you can eat is pretty darn important in my book and a little bit of planning goes a really long way now that being said as i said in the intro there have been places that I've eaten at that, you know, oh, yeah, we'll accommodate you. We already know all about it. And then 30 minutes later, I'm in excruciating pain and running to the bathroom. And it's just not fun, right? So if and when this happens to you, you need to be prepared. So I already have a, an entire podcast dedicated to this. And it's episode number nine. So go after this episode, go and listen to episode nine, find out what you need to do. I actually think there's also a blog link in the show notes of episode nine that you can click on. You can even print that out or go to the links and see what I'm talking about from there. So first we're talking about planning and then, you know, episode nine will tell you what to do and how to prepare for if you get what I call contaminated or glutened or dairied or whatever it is. I, you know, I have a client who had like 50 food sensitivities this week. So like all of this is really fresh in my head, right? Okay, quick review. My five tips are have your can eat list available, pack shelf stable options that you can eat in a pinch, Stay in a place that at least has a fridge and a microwave, if not a full kitchen. Buy food that you know you can eat when you arrive. And have your restaurant list ready before you get there. You absolutely can travel and have a life outside of your home, even with dietary restrictions. A little bit of prep goes a long way to make your adventures carefree and fun, as they should be. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health dash coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.